to the Steady Support Group podcast, where we will discuss all things steady, stranger things, and fandom. Each episode, we will have a different topic, fresh new guests, and a whole lot of fun. So sit back, put your Walkman on high, and enjoy. All of us involved in the podcast wanted to make it explicitly clear that we fully support the WGA and SAG-AFTRA in their strike against AMPTP. We believe that workers should be paid fair wages and that companies should be held liable to whatever standards their employees request. Owners' profits are made off of workers' labor, and that labor should be respected. We will share links to donate to strikers' funds wherever possible in our posting. We have collectively decided to keep making our podcast and only address derivative works. No episodes about the show proper will be made until the strike is over. Thank you for continuing to support us as we support the writers and actors. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Steady Support Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Projection Time. Wow, your faves really are just like you. My name is Sarah, and I'll be your host this week. Today, we're going to be talking about tropes. Mm, Tropes, which are common themes in storytelling, and more specifically in fanfiction, there are certain plot devices that are used over and over again. There's some heavy hitters in fandoms like soulmates, omegaverse, vampires, and others which we think deserve their whole own episodes, so we won't be covering those today. Today is an introduction to tropes and a discussion of them in general as they apply to steady and stranger things, and more importantly, how we as fans interact with the tropes. So, my first question to all of my guests I would like for you to introduce yourself and then just share your top three favorite tropes. Hi, I'm Amy, and my top three tropes are uh, time travel, fake dating, and soulmates. And soulmates we're going to cover in its own episode, so I won't talk too much about it, but I'll just shoot that out there. (laughs) Hi, my name is Day, and my top three favorite tropes is pining, hurt comfort, and second chance love. Hi, um, I'm Elena, or Peter Pantomime. Uh, My favorite tropes are temporary character death, super slow burn friends to lovers, and hurt comfort. All good choices. My top three favorites are Dilf, Steve Harrington, slash single girl dad Eddie Munson. It's like a unit in my mind. Then slow burn, and Amy, I'm with you for fake dating. (laughs) (laughs) so now that we know what everybody's favorite tropes are i want to learn why they're your favorites and tell us one study fic for each trope okay so i said time travel i would say the one that stands out for me the most is uh echo by captain honey it's a time loop so there's a few like time loops versus um there's I haven't read as much like actual time travel, but like time loops where you're stuck in the same day. Bonnie just really with this one did some crazy shit that really rocked the vote. There's one uh, loop that like, cause Eddie's stuck in the loop. There's one loop that's like Vecna point of view that just like you read it and um, they say that's the one they get commented on the most, but it's like, Like, you read it and you're just, like, laughing, crying, like, what the fuck is happening? And it's so good. I actually haven't read that one. Oh, it's really Me good. Me too. Okay, on to fake dating. It's hard to pick one because, like, there's a lot of fake dating ones that are really good. Uh, one that I read recently, which was kind of like a combo, was uh, Swing and a Miss by Dead on Arrival. And it's baseball and fake dating. Um, and I love Steve Harrington playing baseball. Like, that ass just needs to be in baseball pants, I think. Um, I haven't so seen really Steve in baseball stuff since, like, season one era fic. That's amazing mm-hmm. to know that that's still out there. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's two, I think, in Big Bang. Oh, my God. We're so blessed. (laughs) I've definitely read a couple, and there's been like a few that were like little one shots, like little a little something. And I was like, I want to just eat this all up. So I was really excited. This one I think had five chapters, if I'm remembering correctly. So it was like a multi chapter, and like 
it kind of yeah like the fake dating um was just an interesting play on like a modern take of like fake dating and also like what that means in like the sports world which is kind of cool so that one was really good and then for soulmates um i'm gonna pick fill the silence uh by hot pink works um and that one was like a uh you hear your like soulmates like music in in your head so like there's different soulmate options which again we're gonna do soulmates in a separate episode so i won't get into <laughs> it here but i could talk about it all day because i love all the different soulmate kind of different there's like tropes within tropes i think with the soulmate trope yeah uh, which sure. is really cool oh and um shout out to there's only one bed uh that's another fave trope but <laughs> mvp it's like there's too many i couldn't pick one so there we go how do you pick how do you pick I love bed sharing. Just it's yum, yum, delicious. So there you go. <laughs> so my top three favorite tropes. The first one I said is hurt comfort. I think it's just my sick need of angst. But with Steve and Eddie, it's so good. Because canon and non-canon, they both yearn for the love and affection from others. And when they get it from the other, where they didn't expect to have it from them, and then the other gives it to them, it's so good. My favorite mm -hmm. hurt comfort fic is Tree Shots by Steve Harrington. It's a pretty big fic. Uh, like, it's a famous one for the fandom, but I think it's a classic. It's just, mm -hmm. it highlights Steve being this hero like he doesn't care for himself like he gets shot for L, but he and then when he wakes up everyone gives a speech for him and it's so it's so good and my second trope is pining i love pining i love them so <laughs> give me the pining yearning longing and i love it with steve and eddie because they both have their own thoughts about it like steve says like how could eddie like love someone like him who bullied people like him in high school and eddie says like how could steve like king steve like someone like eddie and it's like you're idiots come on just get together <laughs> but it the also the slow burn also comes with that so it's so good and my favorite fic for that is I Follow Where My Mind Goes by Jew P.O.P. It's an incredible example and I don't think it's very popular. But it's split into half and you can both see like the POVs alternate and you can both see them pining for each other. And I'm just twirling my hair so <laughs> really. <laughs> Kicking your feet, Kicking your hair. <laughs> and my third trope is definitely second chance love, and this kind of trope I've only ever read in the steady fandom. I think the writers found it and took the trope with them, and uh, it's usually when Stephen edited before season four or before and during season one before their lives converge back on season four. It's chef's kiss. I don't care how they break up or how they get back together, but it's always so good when Eddie finds out and finally understands why Steve broke up with him in the first place. I will give honorary mention to the man that I could be because it's an amazing fic. But the first one that made me really love the fic is Darling, You Give a Love a Bad Name by Torin can't we I will we will link it I can't say the name but it's an amazing thing it's a one shot and it's just so good I think Steve breaks up with Eddie because his parents find out he's queer and then he just drops Eddie and Eddie thinks Steve was homophobic that's why they broke up and it's just it's so good it's one of early stand fix it's amazing. Awesome. Alrighty. So listen, <laughs> what I have real <laughs> listen, guys, what I realized when I was like 
thinking about all this and being like, okay, my top three, what I realized, unfortunately, the through line for me is that I just like emotional edging. And that's like (laughs) the common denominator here. (laughs) So because I just, yeah, like I just like things that have like a super delayed, deeply emotionally intense held off thing that builds and builds and builds and builds until it breaks. And so for the like temporary character death, which is something that like I've loved since I was a child and saw like Mulan 2 and like Thumbelina, like this is old school. And then in every fandom I've been in, they always kill one of them in the show. So I have to like find it again in some kind of resurrection thing. But what I really like about it is it lets the surviving character feel all the like grief and loss and mourning and like regret of actually having lost someone. Um, But then only in fiction do you get to like reverse that. And actually it's kind of similar to a second chance love on like, you know, just to the extreme of that. In my head, I always kind of think of it as like a redux on the italicized O moment because a lot of times they like don't realize that it was love that they were feeling before the other person died and so while they're away they kind of have that like oh shit that's what I was feeling oh my god I never got to express that oh my god all these feelings and then I'm just like sitting in that and then somehow they come back and in a lot of steady fic sometimes Eddie literally did like die and stuff and other times it's just like the government disappeared him or something for a while and then it's the italicized oh shit he's back I have to tell him how do I do that like what do I do now that I have this second chance and I just I love that I think it's like angst and then like the best relief from it um, and so one of my favorite fics that plays with that idea is uh, Leaving Like a Father, Running Like Water by Sco- Scoops Ahoy. Um, it plays with that really well, and it's really, really fun the way that it does that. So then the second one that I really love is The Slowest You Can Make It, Slow Burn, Friends to Lovers. Um, the thing I like about that specifically, though, is just that it emphasizes that the friendship that they build with each other is as monumental and groundbreaking and life-changing as the romance that comes with it. And so much of it is about how, like, they don't want to jeopardize that friendship for the romance. And then usually what happens is they just have to acknowledge that, like, this romance has kind of grown up and within and around this friendship that they have anyway. Um, And like, I'll never, I don't write fic. It intimidates me and I never have. But if I were, the future fic that I picture for them is basically like Tracy Chapman's fast car morphing into Taylor Swift's You Are In Love. And like (laughs) the story that that tells together of that process of like getting to know each other and then like acknowledging eventually that like what is there is like a romantic love too just kills me and the pinnacle of that for me is the let us dwell dwell in fair athelian and there make a garden series by materialism and sparkly slug like that changed my brain chemistry i still reread it all the time i like had to put my phone down and like go for a walk the first time i finished it like it was perfect for that And then the last one for me is Hurt Comfort. And specifically in the Steady fandom, it's like post-Upside Down recovery for Eddie and then panic attacks and breakdowns for Steve. And for Eddie, I just really like that Steve gets to take care of him in like that physical way um, because I think that Steve is a really physical person and getting to show that care and attention through that like methodical like taking care of him physically is really significant and then for Steve I just love when he breaks (laughs) when everything just catches up to him and he's trying to keep it together but that house of cards just comes falling down and then of all people it's Eddie who's there to play 52 pickup and that's the thing about it too in these hurt comfort fixes like the friends to lovers is where I'm like it's about knowing each other and being there and they're you know it's 20 years later and they're finally doing something about it I love a hurt comfort where they don't know each other yet well enough to be this intimate with each other but for some reason they do already trust each other to do that I 
love that intimacy that comes out of that. And for a wreck, if you guys live in the Steve Harrington needs a hug tag, but you haven't read Mr. Funny, Mr. Cool by Fig the Fruit Faith yet, fix that. It's perfect. And that's that's my little spiel about emotional edging. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm reading that. Two reads was so long. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I I have so many new things I need to read. You guys. Um, <laughs> no, but so my first one of my favorite tags is either Dilf Steve or Single Girl Dad Eddie Munson. Um, those are, I, I think of them as a unit, like they're paired together. Sometimes they are together in a fic, right? We get both. Not always, but sometimes we get both. But the first fic that really made me love this concept of like them being parents or like one of them being a parent is um, Give Me a Reason to Believe by Chubby Peach. And the plot of that fic is basically that Steve and Eddie had a thing right after season four. And they broke up because of whatever. It explores it in the fic as it goes on, right? But uh, it's like four years later, five, seven years later, seven years later, I think. And Dustin is getting married to Susie. And they, Eddie and Steve are both going to be at the wedding. And Eddie's little girl is going to be the flower girl. And Steve doesn't know her at all, has never met her doesn't even know she exists and so he has to like tell steve like this is my kid man it's so good and it's that's the first one and there's actually like many parts to it now and it's just so good i can't recommend the whole series enough like and i i bug the author all the time i'm like when are you gonna write the next part because <laughs> the last one they wrote was at christmas and it was like the christmas themed thing and i'm like i need more um because it's just so good because when only one of them is a parent i love whenever you get to see the other one be like i want that and especially when it's steve harrington when eddie is the parent and steve isn't and he's like seeing eddie being a parent and he's just like completely infatuated and because you know he has the six little nuggets dream and so he gets to see it's like he wants the future with the kid and he can see it with eddie you're like yes yes do it um my next one was slow burn and day i think it was day i already mentioned it but the man that i could be by o-stars that is 325 thousand words of slow burn so like sign me up for that because the longer the slow burn the better uh that one I'm sure everyone's read it um but that one also gets the Steve Harrington has a breakdown <laughs> tag yes good amazing have you read it before I have Elena? honestly ages ago now like okay but that means that it's time for like a reread, which is it's very exciting. For a because it has one of my favorite Steve Harrington has a breakdown moments. Yes. Uh, like I'm going to tear up my whole house breakdown moments. Oh, it's I great. do remember this one. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Top and shelf. Robin Amazing. comes back. Yeah. yeah. Robin helps mm -hmm. him. Yeah. No, it's literally perfect. It's definitely slow burn. It's also got the we dated before thing, which I love too. So. It's great. Uh, and then for my fake dating pick, I couldn't decide. There's so many good ones, right? I mean, so many good ones. I decided to go on that I think is also funny, which is not exactly Napa Valley by Twice as Far. And it is where <laughs> Steve has to go to his cousin's wedding and he decides that he's going to take Eddie just to piss off his dad. And then he, you know realizes things while they're gone <laughs> and on the trip and robin's there with them because she like met his cousin randomly one time so it's like the three of them at this wedding it's amazing that's beautiful <laughs> okay so now that we've all talked about some of our favorite fix that have some of our favorite tropes um this question is for all of you guys mostly because uh, this is my first fandom, but how do you feel the tropes in steady fandom compare to 
other fandoms that you either have been in or currently are a part of? Okay, well, I've thought about this a lot because it's interesting how, um, you know, in different fandoms, it depends on like the source material and how, you know, the trope is being worked into the source material. So I was a big, like not a big part, but like I was big into a fandom that we we shall not talk about because we're trans positive here. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. You'll know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, if there's a uh, source material, a world that like has magic, that makes it very easy to do whatever the fuck you want because you can be like, oh, there was a spell or there was a potion. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting to see how um, you know, a lot of like the tropes, like the sex pollen thing, um, or <sighs> different things get worked in based on the like upside down lore and those kind mm -hmm. of things. Um, I mean, like I wrote a, uh, body swap fic, which like, I was trying to figure out like, how does this happen? And it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you know what? Like body swaps kind of like cracked, treated seriously anyways. And like, I watched, um, freaky friday the 70s version of it and like literally yes, they're yes. just like sit like <laughs> jodie foster is sitting in an ice cream shop and suddenly woo, she's her mom so it's like <laughs> okay it doesn't have to make sense it can just be crazy so mm -hmm. um i kind of like tried to explain it but then it's also like oh wibbly wobbly there we go it's done just pretend it makes sense bippity boppity boo <laughs> exactly um but yeah i like it's interesting to see how um, you know, like I mentioned, uh, sex pollen, how like people take like the, I don't know. Cause it's funny too, because Hopper totally gets like in the face by like upside down juice, uh, in season two. And, um, you know, he wasn't getting that horny about it, but you know, that <laughs> we happen. don't know that. And he's clearly pining. To be fair. We don't know that for sure. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he like, might have the... went home and did something to himself. We don't know. <laughs> well, he was tangled up with the vines for a while. He's got the hats for Joyce since season one. <laughs> I do have to say, oh. sorry, guys. There is a shockingly low amount of tentacle porn for the way that the Upside Down <laughs> just exists canonically in the show. We've all seen the captions that they give for the vines and their Squelching Letly. What's I going know. on, guys? Okay. <laughs> Not like it's really. not even my favorite fic or anything or trope. I'm just surprised I don't see yeah. it more. Who's gonna write it next? Who can we come on, guys? Yeah, let's inspire some people. Kara and Lily, <laughs> yeah, and they'll have to title Collab. it something like squelching. <laughs> <laughs> so for I, I would say that certain tropes definitely fit in certain fandoms. A bit better than others um and you know they they definitely like work a little bit easier i think for me i can be a little picky sometimes because it's hard to buy in if like someone's trying to work in a trope that like doesn't make sense like if they're setting it in the 80s in like the canon verse and then it doesn't make sense in in that timeline um but i do also just love a modern au because like i just want to leave all the like hard stuff behind i just want some like modern like fluff i just love a good mm -hmm. um or like lots of people do like uh movie aus which are really fun and then you just like get to like Dang. live out a little <laughs> rom-com fun time <laughs> jumping off from what she's saying i think also the magic part of it is very similar again to that fandom uh i'm again i'm very shy for the things i've written but i also wrote a fake where Steve uh Steve carries Eddie out of the upside down and then he was praying like please save this man and Eddie's uh injuries transfers to Steve instead. <laughs> so like the moment Eddie woke up, Steve just started breathing in pain. And when I first it was my first ever Stranger Things fake, and I was like, how do I write this? And I'm like, well, the Upside Down is magical. Someone heard Steve and decided to, okay, it's yours now. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that I used to read lots of stocky fics, so Steve and Bucky from the Marvel Universe. I think Alina is going to say 
more things about it, but I'm gonna say more of the hurt comfort part of it. Because I think the angst feels very familiar with the healing and moving on and someone is getting resurrected. I mean, no, he basically died and then like Eddie, he also died and then became something new. And it's very similar how their lives change, like Steve and Bucky's life and how they're healing healing and moving on from that. And it's very similar with Steve's and Eddie's, but still somehow very different. I think that's how I feel for all of them. Yeah, I super feel the same about that. Um, the thing like in, so I've, I'm sure a lot of us have been doing fandom stuff for a long time. I've realized like this month is 17 years that I've been reading fan fiction and like, which is a lot, but what I have realized in my personal patterns of fandom is my blurbos and my ships are kind of more variants of each other. They're closer to each other often than they are to their individual canon sources, especially after I've been engaging with them and reading stuff for them for a long time. And so for me, yeah, Steady is very similar to Stucky. And it's very similar to like Richie and Eddie from it, like um, a ready fic, because I follow the interpretive paths when I'm like evolving my interest in a ship in similar ways in the different things that I like engage in. And that's the reason that I like them. And often I feel like we all have that really exciting moment when like a fic author we really love from one fandom starts writing for like the new thing we're a fan fan of and we're just like yes because you know that their approach is going to be really applicable to this new thing that you're reading and so I think fandoms as they evolve kind of like the picture I always think of in my head is like sort of like fractals like these spiraling things where like people just take parts and they just kind of twist it and twirl it off into the directions that they want to go with it And I just tend to always follow the same shape. Whatever new ship I'm focusing on, they all start to look like each other over time. But someone else will start with the same source material and go a very different direction. And that's super cool. So I know that like there are probably tropes that are super popular in other parts of steady fandom. But like I don't see them because I'm reading the stuff that looks much more like a Stucky fic, but even then, only the type of Stucky fic I'm reading. So it's like, I'm sure there are Rockstar AUs for Ready and for Stucky, but I'm not reading them in the same way that like, I personally am not reading them for Steady because for all three of those ships, I'm reading about them like getting each other back and then living together in a cramped little apartment and trying to figure out when to tell each other they're in love. That's the same (laughs) thing that I'm reading in all of them, but it's is still really interesting to then look at when I'm looking at those little ships and the way that they are very similar. Then, like you were saying, Day, like, they're still very different from each other and they have really unique strengths. And in no fandom I've ever been a part of has anyone done time loops better than Steady. Like, at all. Like, almost mathematically, it's they're better and perfect and more interesting. And that's going to be a whole episode that we do we're doing a whole episode on time loops at some point and it's phenomenal to kind of look at that i'm so excited (laughs) you don't understand like full charlie day pepe silva like (laughs) insane about it i cannot wait but you're like let me show you this graph i made (laughs) let me show you this this 14 page outline that i presented at a conference the other day no joke like a full <laughs> academic conference i'm published on steady time loop fic now it's fine it's normal i have a reasonable totally proportional relationship please with this send stuff. me that please send me that it's gonna be a whole youtube video someday i promise Anyway, link that too. (laughs) Yeah, the fandom was so desperate for the fix it that they just took the time loop and run with it. Yes, they really did. Yeah. So this is my, like I said, this is my first time reading fan fiction. Mm -hmm. So it's like been like wild and interesting. But I think I was just so dissatisfied with Eddie's death in the show that I was like, 
this isn't it for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need more. Because I related to his character, like, so much that I was like, he's gone now? I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not okay with me. Um, And I saw, like, a, a, I had, like, joined TikTok in the summer and then started seeing, like, Stranger Things edits, and then I saw one person recommend fan fiction on TikTok, and I was like, maybe I'll read that. I've never read fan fiction before, and I did. And now I'm on a podcast, not even a year later. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> may I may I be a fan scholar for a second and share yes, a quote please. I think might resonate yes, with please. you? Okay. Yes. This is my favorite fan studies quote. This comes from Henry Jenkins, the OG. He said, Fans produce fan work the way that oysters produce pearls, which is taking a seed of irritation and building something beautiful around it. That's sort of a paraphrase, but I feel like I have, again, academically and as a fan myself, I have never seen a fandom react so violently and creatively in like such a singular way and say, absolutely not. We reject this irritant. We are fixing this. And it's truly for the history books, this one. I mean, it's wild how many like fix there are for them mm -hmm. as a ship in like a year. It's kind of mm -hmm. crazy. But so like, this kind of leads me into my next question. So when I first started reading in August, I don't know if it's just like, because I was new and I literally had no idea how to use AO3 or like what was happening. But like, like you were saying, there was tons of time loops, right? There was tons of shotgunning. There was tons of like certain <laughs> things happening mm -hmm. in the beginning because, and I feel like the shotgunning thing was because we knew he sold weed in the show. Mm -hmm. So I feel like everybody was like, yeah, we're going to latch ourselves onto that. But I feel like those things have kind of changed. So like, do you think the tropes or like the fandom trope main tropes or whatever have like changed over time since the beginning and like what are you guys's thoughts on that what have you noticed was i just did i just not know how to use ao3 or like <laughs> <laughs> well i definitely think like i um like what you said about the uh the shotgunning i feel like there's going to be things that are people are going to notice like in the show like eddie selling weed then obviously there's going to be like drug use and shotgunning and i love when like steve plays dumb and is like oh i don't know how to smoke weed can you show me <laughs> yum 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 as Kara would say but yeah yeah so definitely like the shotgunning makes sense for the source material the rock star fix like you said you don't really read them for steady but it makes sense for steady because eddie plays a hundred percent that big moment you know like so i would buy into that more than like reading like a another fandom where you're like there's no like you know if they've never played like an instrument on i the would show. I, yeah i would really need someone to sell me on well steve rogers in this is a pop star and i'm like <laughs> i'll go there with you you gotta walk me there <laughs> yeah. you gotta take my hand and guide me <laughs> so, yeah. um but yeah with eddie like i buy into it easily because like it fits with his character um so that's kind of ties into what i was saying before where like it has to kind of like lead from the source material like it has to make sense to me um which is why i like tried to like do mental gymnastics to make the body swapping make sense even though it doesn't fucking make sense but anyways um i think it's really interesting how we all um you know it's such a big fandom there's so many fix but then we all kind of become an echo chamber and then you know someone will have an idea and then someone else will get inspired by that idea and then it'll kind of bounce around especially with like on twitter when you see fan art and then a bunch of people are doing similar fan art because they're like you know doing their take on the trend um and right now i would say like uh gender bent like women love women uh steady is like really popular so we've got like a few things happening with that right now um with like different fix and fan art that is very yum yum <laughs> <laughs> for me the biggest like lesbian pairing is obviously buckingham yes oh my god which has i think the immediate mirror of study yeah. in my opinion Mm -hmm. Whereas romance is a completely different vibe. Like they give off mm -hmm. totally different, like we're not going to have the same kinds of things happening in a story about mm -hmm. them that we would in a story about Steve and Eddie 
if they're Stevie and Eddie or mm-hmm. if we're getting Chrissy and Robin, right? There's totally different dynamics vibes happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because so much of shipping is like, again, I always think of it as it's like in my head, there's sort of like an er ship that I have that I feel like I'm slowly walking my way back towards, like finding that platonic ideal of a couple that I ship by seeing them in different versions of um, like all these pairings that I encounter in different fandoms. And again, like I said, some feel like variations of each other's and others are different and feel like variations on each other. And Ronance and Steady don't feel like variations on each other in the same way that in some ways Buckingham and Steady do, um, which is really interesting to kind of observe. About Sarah was saying, about the shotgunning, I think you weren't using AOG wrong. I think it's just... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was very early on Steady too, and everyone was writing about it. Like... Every story, every steady fake has the same formula and there was nothing wrong about it. Like I ate it up and Alena made a video about it and I still haven't found it yet, but I remember them talking about the tropes evolving from like it's you were saying like we did like the fix-its, the time loops, the ghosts and the cast eddies. And after we got that done and we established this fake canon that Eddie's alive in some way or form, they shotgun something and they fall in love. Steve gets his bioawakening. The fandom was all like, <laughs> we're done. They're alive. Okay, moving on. How about some gay cowboys in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> and <laughs> now we're in the AU's world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah i still haven't found that video but i was like Shh, they're correct this is amazing <laughs> yeah i definitely think it's just like as fandoms evolve they evolve in like broad general trend ways and then also these like niche specializations and that's kind of what i was talking about earlier but like yeah there's broad trends and especially again of as a veteran fan there's trans fandom like across fandom trends as well like we all joke about like the era of fandom of like cerulean orbs and like the taller boy and all that stuff and like recently i don't know if y'all have noticed but i feel like there's a lot of like when they pull away from kissing or other stuff there's like trailing spit that's like a new type of thing that used to be the like tongues battling for dominance and like there's there's all of these patterns that like replicate and like duplicate on top of each other in everything and people are moving between fandoms and they bring stuff from other places and everything it's always so fun when you read a fic and you suddenly realize you're like you are also writing stuff for Our Flag Means Death, aren't you? And like you can feel the flavor of it kind of seeping in from other stuff um the one thing I want to highlight too is like I feel like I really noticed when everyone like rewatched the show in like September maybe and everyone started being like holy shit Steve has so much head trauma we really need to be talking about this more but that was like a big conversation that we were all having on Tumblr and on Twitter people pointing stuff out really engaging with it And then kind of like you were saying, after a period of time, it just becomes normalized. It's just people don't write fix that engage with it. It also becomes part of the like a priori thing that people talk about. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know Steve has head trauma. It becomes part of the like fandom canon. Exactly. Did you know there's a term for that? The fanon? Like it's a thing. It's like the collective understanding that we all carry. What I also think is really interesting in that is now people often, more than I've seen before, say that they're like oh I'm actually watching the show for the first time now I've only been reading fic without watching the show or I only watched the show once and most of my understanding of these characters is just from reading fic and the number of people who are surprised that it's not like more explicit in canon that Steve has bad parents or something is really interesting and fun to see like they don't realize that that's not overt in the show it's something that we kind of figured out together and I think that that's and just decided on but I think it's really fun when people realize that there's like 
flexibility in that and you can kind of decide in what way you think his parents were neglectful or like abusive to him because it's not set in stone there is actually so much space left that people have started to think that even the fanon is a lot more concrete than it is and i love people rediscovering that freedom that they have that's so wild to me that you would write fan fiction and have never watched the show I mean, same, but also there is something to me that is so, I find that I so wanna, amazing. Please, please send me a link of somebody who wrote something and never watched the show. Cause now I want to read it. I'm like, yeah, I want to know. But you're, it's so interesting that you guys are talking about like people recognizing authors from other fandoms because I don't have that. I've, oh, yeah. I've still only read this fandom. Oh my God. I haven't God. read anything else. Wow, I have some Destiel fic I can send you from 10 years ago. <laughs> I exist in this universe only. Wow. <clears throat> and Chrissy and Eddie are always alive, but... <laughs> yeah, but never Barb. <laughs> Actually, I do have some good ones with Barb. Oh, that's amazing. Lie. Where do you see the fandom going from here? Like, where are we going next? Or... If you don't know where we're going next, like, is there something that you want more of? So, like I said earlier, it's like we're kind of an, an echo chamber, right? So it's it's neat that, you know, we feed off of each other's creativity and inspire each other, which is really uh, fun and exciting. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know like where we're we're gonna go because there's already like what over 20,000 steady picks so it's not like it's all been done but like we've covered some solid ground people <laughs> um so for me personally um like I've seen a lot of uh bat eddie fan art like little cutesy bat eddie um and like I think the first one I saw was like back in like September or October or something and I was like this is adorable someone needs to like write a bat eddie fic and then like no one was writing the fix to kind of go with the fan art so that's what I'm doing for my big bang um no one else steal it <laughs> no one else get it out before I can get it out um but yeah I've like, only read one yeah. And there's been, there was like a demo bat Eddie one that was really funny that I read recently. Um, mine's going to be different. I won't explain it, but um, it like, it's neat. Like that's the the whole like two cakes theory of like two yes. people can have like the same idea, but then it's two cakes, right? Like you can eat both cakes. They're going to be a different flavor because each author or artist is going to put their own spin on it, which is really cool. Like you can have the same and a general trope general idea and you'll do something different with it so that's what's awesome like it's even though we are we do get like a little bit echoey and like have you know similar ideas bouncing around we're all going to put a different spin on it which is really cool i think the fandom will lean on more into the alternate universe stories because i don't want to say my thing but there's so much more com uh, more movie eyes coming out right now and i'm very excited with that because it just feels like no matter where you put steve and eddie they fit in the universe and the writers in the fandom has always been so creative that it just works so well i for one would want more vampire or cast steve instead of eddie <laughs> there's Ooh, there's yes. a wide yes. array of steve uh eddie Cass or Vampire Eddie, but Steve also got bit with the bats. Give my Good boy point. a chance to be a vampire. <laughs> or, or make him Cass instead. I, I'm very interested to see how they will write it when they flip it. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds super fascinating. Um. Oh man, I'm like distracted thinking about like what a because it's like if eddie is a vampire is a little bit more what we do in the shadows sometimes like i feel like interview with a vampire is where like a steve harrington vampire like king steve in that i'm like we have to go classic Ooh. vampire yeah for steve like yeah. all right bookmarking that's for the vampire episode amazing oh my god so oh, we're doing okay. a vampire <laughs> so good <laughs> The two kind of ways that I see the fandom going is, again, like I said, it's like more niche specialization, but then also kind of like 
returning to the canon a little bit with like a re-examination like at least for me it's like been a year I in my head like my Steve Harrington is like the perfect intersection of Will Truman, Frenchie from Greece, Uncle Jesse, and Earring Magic Ken. Like, he's a hairdresser in the 90s in some city living with Robin and Chrissy and Eddie, or, yeah, Chrissy and Eddie are across the hall. Like, that has nothing to do with the show Stranger Things that premiered in 2016. And that's fine with me. Like, I don't care. But I also am like, it's about, it's been about a year. Like I've rewatched pieces and like lots of scenes out of order and gone back for random stuff, but I have not sat down and done my like yearly, which I've done since the show came out, watch of the whole show through. And I'm really excited to go back to the source of things and mine it for details. Like I never consider canon an authority. Canon is a starting place for me to steal things from. It is, I made a TikTok about this once. I think of it like fashion industry stuff. They gave me a fashion show of one way to put these garments together. And I said, cool, I'm going to switch these outfits. I'm going to take this piece apart and re-sew it into something else. Great. So I kind of want to go back and like do another mining process. And like, I've started to see that again. A few weeks ago, someone did a really excellent post about all the Catholic imagery in the Munson household. And that's been rotating in my brain for weeks now. And it's really helped me recontextualize and just add more different versions of how I interpret Eddie and Wayne. And I'm really excited for people to start just remixing again from the beginning. And so that's what I really want to see. And in both of those where someone's like, here's my super niche version of Steve, come with me and let me convince you of this versus the like, let me show you this detail from canon again. I just like seeing people be specific. And that's what I really enjoy is I'm just like, take me with you. Convince me. What are you going to do? Tell me. I need earring magic Steve right now. Like uh, now that you put I that actually in my head, have, I have drawn him. I'll send you a picture of him. He's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we all need it. I love your version of Steve that exists in your brain. He's perfect. He's beautiful. Um, I love him. He has a pierced ear, of course. Of course. <laughs> duh. Did Robin dare him to get it? Because that's the only way that that happens. <laughs> I feel like that's how it started. And then he was like, actually, I'm making this work. It's my thing now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know where the fandom's gonna go I don't like I asked that question but I'm also just like I don't know I just feel like I'm on along for the ride because I've never you know like participated before so I just think it's fun but I do know that I always want more study dads I can't get enough of it and I'm really excited because I'm doing pod fix for the big bang so I got oh, to nice. see everybody's slides all 300 and something of them that fix wow. that are going to come out in October through December because it's going to be like a slow rollout now because there's so many and like I'm really excited to read all of the things like I marked the ones that I wanted to do but then I also marked all the ones that I wanted to read <laughs> so it's like got my reading list set for October through December um so Speaking about reading, uh, what's everybody reading next or right now? And what trope does it have? Um, I will tell you that I've been writing more. So like when I'm writing more, I'm on a little bit of a reading lull. So I've definitely been uh, like <clears throat> wanting to get back into reading. Um, and there's one that I've been meaning to read for a while. Uh, it's Devour by Giraffe13. And it is a vampire cowboy AU. So like that is amazing tropes meshed together so i've been wanting to read that one for a while so i think i'm gonna start that one soon please send me the link that sounds right <laughs> up my alley. link will be in the podcast details <laughs> um for me i will read uh true idens over the hills and far away uh the author is a very good friend and i'm very ashamed that i haven't read it yet uh it has everything i have ever wanted it has idiots in love, mutual pining, breaking up and making up, aka second chance love. And of course, the banger, hurt comfort. This is from her. She said it has the theme of reconnection. And the author herself described it as a full circle narrative in the way that they end where they started, but it's so much better. 
So I love Future Fix. So I'm going to read that one next. That sounds amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Right now I am rereading The Chauffeur by Braddy Spice because it is like the perfect, like Steve on the verge of a breakdown slash super unhealthy coping skills. He basically starts like driving at night, which is one of my favorite Steve things to do. And he finds like empty stretches of road and he starts like speeding down them kind of for like adrenaline slash like slight, not very self-preservation. And Eddie starts kind of having car trouble at the same time and starts kind of like being there with him during some of those times. And it's like, it's this slow burn with them and sort of them trying to feel out each other. And that sort of like learning how to know each other really well, but still being really uncomfortable and like, how they're figuring it out it's so good like can't recommend it enough amazing uh night drives amy <laughs> that's the name of her series oh yeah i was like <laughs> amy that's you it's good <laughs> shit um no so right now i just started reading tuesday's gone with the wind by this apple pie life because they posted the whole thing and so i'm very excited to read it it's corroded coffin based thick which i love mm. um i know you're not into the rock star thing but i really i really I don't hate it i just want to read about them like living in a room together that's too small but if they're also <laughs> rock stars that's great i love when we get the whole band and like Steve yeah. interacting with them, that's like a soft spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm listening because I usually am listening to one thing and reading one thing. Nice. So I'm listening to Lily's podfic of Propatramori right now, mm. and it's so good. I, if you're a podfic person, everybody listen to Lily's. Yeah. So that's what I'm listening to and reading right now. Thanks for being here today, guys. It was really fun to get to talk about tropes. So much fun. I love this. Um, I know. And so we'll have all the links for all of the fix. And we'll see you here next time. So thanks for coming today, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to today's episode. We've been Steady Support Group. Find us on Twitter and TikTok at Steady Support and on Tumblr at Steady Support Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, tell all your friends, and we'll see you again soon.